We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Oh, Andy Lou. He's done it again. He's done it again. He's done miracles on me. Our man Bob Myers has come through. Oh, my God. He's done miracles on me. He's done miracles He saw that the Warriors needed some help, and he went out there. He's he said, I got you guys. I'm getting oh my God, look at him. Getting the band back together. He's done miracles on me. Bob Myers. Oh my God. Redeemed, He's done miracles on me. <laughs> oh, welcome to Light Years. Uh, shout out to the goons for, for that video. If you weren't watching, highlights of Bob getting around town. The Warriors. Active trade deadline. You and I, we had a lot of conversations, my friend. Oh my god! I, I, what was your? What did you think the odds were they were going to make a move? Uh, I remember seventy percent. I had it at seventy percent. You had it lower than seventy percent. I, I was wavering oh. there for a little bit. By the way, by the way, real quick, Bob Myers, boy band guy should have been the boy band. He's six five. What is he? No, no, actually, he's taller. Oh, six, I think he's like six seven. He's taller, good looking, Draymond. good hair, right? Like that guy should. Nearly, nearly 50, full head of hair. Half my friends can't say that. And they're not <laughs> They're not near 50, no, no matter how much Andy makes fun of me. Um, like, he just in shape. I mean, the guy don't miss. and he, He's dealing with Joe Lake up every day. He's got a full head of hair. I mean, that might be the craziest part of this. So um, <laughs> that was one of my favorite trade deadlines uh, of all time in my lifetime. One of my favorite trade deadlines ever. So... I'm glad the Warriors were a part of it, and uh, we'll get into all the fun stuff. And uh, I thought they would make a move, Sam, and um, this wasn't the move that I thought they would make, but, man, might have been one of the best they could have made. So the Warriors, who were not mentioned in any trade rumors up until about 36 hours at most before the deadline, all of a sudden get super into it. Everyone listening to this knows the details. They have traded James Wiseman, to the Detroit Pistons for Sadiq Bay, called up our old friend Grant Liffman and said, give us all your seconds. Got the second round picks from the Atlanta Hawks for Sadiq Bay. Went and turned around. Actually, they didn't trade all five of them. They'd only traded three of them. Oh, did I miss that? Okay, so they so they kept two. Okay, interesting. All right. Per last report, they have traded, I want to say, three. Second round mm, picks here. There you go. Okay. To the Portland Trailblazers for Gary Payton II. Effectively, they traded Wiseman for GP2, and maybe they picked up a second or two. Well done. Well done. The first thing I think of when I think of this is like, man, this guy w- went from being the future of the Warriors to getting traded for a guy they had on the roster last year. Um, you know, we could we could go about it that way, but like <sighs> okay. ultimate there I mean there's is like that where you okay. There's like three different there's like five different angles we can take on it. I guess what's what's your initial thought at this move? Okay, here's my initial thought. Here's where I want to start. They realized they made a mistake by keeping James Wiseman on the roster for year three. 
They realized they made a mistake by letting Gary Payton to go this offseason on that contract. And they did everything in their power to reverse that mistake, right? One, by getting GP2. And two, which we'll talk about later on, trying to go get OG Ananomi, who's also an elite defender. So to me, a successful grade at the trade deadline, I'd give them a B because they reversed those mistakes. So that's, for me, table stakes. That's the first thing that pops in my head. And I think, for me, one of the most interesting things about getting GP2 instead of Sadiq Bay, because if they kept Sadiq Bay, I'd have been like, that's a win. Um, Wiseman's not playing, and it doesn't look like he's ever going to be a fit on this roster. Sadiq Bay, you know, maybe he's not playoff ready, but he is a wing with a skill set that fits the Warriors. It would have made sense to me to be like, you know what, we're going to flip one prospect for another bring in a prospect who Correct. fits what we do a little more. Correct. But they went out there and flipped Sadiq Bay for a player they know can play in the conference finals, in the finals. And they know it because he did it last year. Um, which signifies to me, this was about getting veteran help to help your core more than anything. Two timelines, three timelines, four, one timeline, doesn't matter. They went out there with the intent of making a tangible upgrade to give their core a better chance to repeat. Because if it was just about kind of moving on from Wiseman, they would have kept Sadiq Bey. He's cheaper than GP2. He's seven years younger. And you could definitely see a world in which in a year in the system, he's a very good warrior. Correct. Yes. I That first when that trade came out that it was for him, I was like, okay, I can buy myself into it. But Sadiq Bey is a theory. <laughs> what he can do is act is sure. very much theoretical. Can he shoot threes? Maybe theoretically. Defensively, he's talented. He's long. He's athletic. Maybe GP two. I know he's an elite defensive player. There are not. You can count on maybe two fingers, one finger of point of attack defenders in the NBA that are better than GP two. That's all. And that's what the Warriors need. It pushes all the other defenders down. It lets D, uh, Dante DiVincenzo guard someone that's easier because he's not. He's good, but he can't guard the great one. Same with Kaminga. It makes life easier for everyone else defensively. And that solves the Warriors' biggest, biggest, biggest issue. So, yes, regardless of the timeline stuff, Sam, to your point, they just wanted help. You just literally take away James Wiseman providing nothing. You put in GP2, who's essentially going to be playing the, the one on defense, but also kind of he can go from one, two, three. We've seen him guard threes, maybe even fours. And then, and then you know, three weeks from now, we're going to talk about the Warriors playing the Suns. Like, who's going to guard Devin Booker? Like, there's your guy, right? So it's just – it's a perfect move. It, it's something that maybe you can argue should have been done already, but that doesn't matter anymore. The Warriors fixed that, and that's why I feel like that's a win. Huge win. I'm glad you brought it up because, like, look, there's no way to look at the Warriors this season and not be like, they're not good enough. They need, they need an injection of something to have a real shot in the playoffs. We know the starters can hang, but they didn't have enough players. And to me, it was defense. And you could have convinced me they needed a big wing or a point of attack defender. They just needed, they needed a defensive upgrade. Uh, and, and that ties perfectly to this question from J- Jossam. And I hope I'm saying that correctly, my man. Um, what does this trade really mean in the grand scheme of a loaded Western conference? To me, this means they can match up with the Suns and the Mavericks. Yeah. Um, yeah. We know Wiggins is going to guard one of the other team's best players. So if it's a Phoenix Suns, he's probably going to guard KD. But who is going to guard Devin Booker? Probably not Clay on a consistent basis anymore. Also, probably not Dante DiVincenzo on a consistent basis. I mean, they'll get their shots, but you wanted a guy who can do better. GP2, we know he can make life hell for Devin Booker. Um. The Dallas Mavericks, say what you want. Like, Luka and Kyrie is a very potent combo. Uh, Wiggins, probably going to be the man on on Luka. Now you got a guy you can stick on Kyrie, and yes. you don't have to depend on Kuminga and Dante. Those guys can be squad players who get their shot at them, but they're not, like, primary option. Like, you're number one on the scouting report. That's, that's exactly... I mean, we're talking playoffs right now, and that's exactly – I mean, everyone's kind of loading up in different ways. The Warriors loaded up in a way that it just gets them back to we, – we, there's no theoretical stuff here. There's no hypothetical. We know exactly what GP2 is going to bring. We saw it last season. They were the best team in the NBA. By the end of that NBA Finals, you think to yourself, there's not a team better than the Warriors. 
last mm-hmm. season by the, by the end of that series, huh? Yeah, it was it was eight months ago. Honestly, it, it wasn't. It, it wasn't close. The other thing too, and, and we're kind of going to go about this a, a long way. But another thing that I think about too is it's going to make life easier, not defensive, not just defensively, but for Jordan Poole. Like Jordan Poole is so bad on defense, he needs cover. Ste- same with Steph. I mean, early in Steph's career, he was so bad on defense, he had Clay to cover him. He had Clay to cover him, and. That's really what you need as a point guard. Same thing with a lot of these point guards, Donovan Mitchell, like all these point guards. Now Jordan Poole gets his guy off the bench that can help him. And uh, I don't know. I, I just think there wasn't a better player that you can put on this team uh, better than Jordan Poole. I mean, <laughs> sorry, better than GP2. There wasn't there wasn't anyone better unless you told me this team was going to get like Pascal Siakam or some shit. I don't know. But you're, well, now you're was, giving someone up. You know what I mean? There it's, was one guy. There was one well, guy out there, yeah, sure. and we yeah. might as well talk about him now. Okay. Per usual, we're not going in the order of the rundown, but who cares? <laughs> um, OG Nobi would be the only other player I would have considered a okay. game changer for the Warriors that was available. Like, obviously, there's game changers that you know weren't apparently available, but OG we know was available because it was leaked all over the place at all times that they wanted him. And Shams was reporting that they tried to reach out for him. So it's very clear the Warriors were like, we need a little more defensive punch. We trust Steph, Clay, Poole, um, Draymond, the kind of the trusted formula offensively. We just needed a little more defense. Um, And they made a call. And, you know, take this what you want. But CJ Holmes, the Chronicle reporting, and this this ties up with what Shams was saying. they, they're at, you know, Masai Ujiri wanted not just Wiseman, not just Moody and Kuminga, uh, also draft picks beyond that. Like he wanted multiple firsts plus Kuminga. Um, it's hard to see the Warriors doing that sort no of thing. Chance. Do, you, do no you feel, let me ask you this. Knowing that they got GP2, are you happy or do you wish they went a little harder in on this one? Uh, what do you think it would have been both players or one or the other? No, one or the other. Okay, uh, one, it was going to be I, one I, or the other. I can't okay. see a world in which they can match contracts to get OG that doesn't involve Wiseman being part of the trade. So it's either you're going to use Wiseman's contract plus Kuminga plus picks to get OG, or you do what the Warriors did using essentially Wiseman to get GP. So they had to pick one or the other. I, I think you go with the GP two route. Um, if that's the case, I think I probably would have done both. Maybe you find a way to fit Kaminga, Moody, DiVincenzo, and picks. I don't think that adds up to 17. You still probably need some other guys. So Patrick Baldwin, again, like the math gets weird. Like you're saying, you kind of needed Wiseman's 9 million there to make that move. But yeah, if if you were to pick one, you pick the one that lets you keep Kaminga. There's no way Masai Ujiri's just kind of a bad faith negotiator. Like, what are we doing here with the four first round picks? My guy, my guy saw Ange, my guy saw Ainge pull off just the swindle of a lifetime with Rudy <laughs> Gobert, and he's like, if Rudy gets five picks, I need ten for OG. It's kind of bullshit, you know what I mean? And <laughs> the, the, the thing is, here's the thing with two seconds on Toronto. What are you doing now? You traded for Jakob Perto. Are you going to re-sign him? And now you've got an unhappy OG Ananobi with Pascal Siakam. Fred Van Vliet's going to be gone. So what are you doing? What are you, uh, off? Might have overplayed their hand. I mean, okay, let me tell you this. If if it was just Kuminga and you're not throwing in future picks, would you have... That's... You, you threw me for a loop because of the one or the other. I, I, I was thinking that you find a way to get both. Because really, all you did was just throw Wiseman in there and get you. There's not, yeah, for, from a cap perspective, it's nearly impossible for them to get both. Otherwise, you, you have to get like, Looney. You have to get like Looney exactly. Yeah, in which yeah, case, yeah. now you've, you know, you you fix one problem and create another. Problem, yeah, yeah, right. So, um, I think the GP one. I think I think they probably chose correct. Well, maybe they were forced to choose correctly. Maybe they. Uh, they what they were probably doing is they were probably trying to leverage Wiseman's contract with Moody. They're probably trying to attach Moody. I, I assure you, Kaminga was never in that. Like Bob probably never wanted to to, to give up Kaminga. That was a never, not going to happen. So they were probably trying to push Moody in there because uh, reports came out that they were shopping Moody and maybe, so maybe future future yeah. picks being like, all right, we'll get maybe you picks because OG's yeah. OG's great. But um, yeah, I mean, on the flip side, you could argue if you give up Kuminga for OG, it hurts. And I actually think Kuminga is going to be a really good player in the NBA for a long time. Um, but if they got OG, I, I, I put a lot of money on the Warriors repeating it. I wouldn't think twice about it, <laughs> you know? Um, 
with that said, that's not the offer that was on the table. And I, I can't even look, man, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not giving you Kuminga and like three draft picks. Like what, what that's like a, that's like a KD type of trade. Like if I, if, if you need that kind of offer, I might as well just go get, you know, bring Kevin home, come home, Kevin. Yeah. And here's the thing. Like they didn't move OG anywhere else. Memphis didn't make yeah. it happen. New Orleans has a, has a war chest of picks. Didn't make it happen. New Orleans could have just done like a, they could have done a Herb Jones first round pick. Like sure. why couldn't they do that? They had a uh, bunch of picks, a bunch yeah. of ton. Right, they could have made that happen easily. And so that's what it feels like to me. Like Masari Jerry's probably just doing some bad face stuff, man. Guy's an asshole. Like, <laughs> dude, what are you? What are you doing? Anyway, so the OG stuff, I thought I was a little disappointed. I'm gonna be honest. Like right after the trade deadline, I was a little disappointed just thinking about like. Could you have made OG happen? Could you have found a way? But the more you listen such to what a, happened in Toronto, it just felt so fake that isn't, the Warriors did the best they could. Isn't that such like an intoxicating name for the Warriors? Because like you, in your mind, you're just like, the fit's perfect. It's basically like having two Wiggins. You just got Steph oh, with like two great two-way wings and Clay and Draymond. It's just, it's like peak. Going um, back to 2015. I find it fascinating the Warriors on that. <laughs> no, nobody's better than Andre. Relax. Um, uh, Fair. If it's better kind of shooters, though. <laughs> yeah. OG is an interesting player. Well, we're not going to talk about him too much because yeah, it's, it's, it's like because he shoot because like his offense isn't great. Can he stay on the floor? All this type of stuff. Um, but I, it's it's interesting to me that the Warriors went so hard to get OG. That's the one I'm fascinated about. They went very hard to get OG Ananobi, and we didn't hear anything about that until really today. No, they kept um, their name out of the press. Yep. Like, like, to the point where I know Lightyear's listeners were getting annoyed, or they're like, why Why is everyone trying to trade for Jared Vanderbilt instead of us, you know? Um, I, I guess the Warriors didn't want Vanderbilt. For I don't think they wanted it. <laughs> but, but, like, you get what I'm saying. Like, yeah. you, you hear all these trade rumors, and you never hear the Warriors naming them. It's a little frustrating when the team's not playing well. Um, but you, I, I think I understand. I mean, you get it. You know why they didn't go after someone like Vanderbilt? Yeah, it just you're gonna you got 30 games to go. You have no idea if he's gonna be good or not. It, it's just not a LeBron team. You can't just throw guys together and and say, all right, roll the ball out and play. It's not how the Warriors play. And frankly, like if you were to pick between GP two and Vanderbilt, it's it's a pretty easy selection. Um, yeah, I mean, literally, we just saw it like eight months ago. GP two doing it so we know we're driven by the search for better but when it comes to hiring the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all don't search match with indeed indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to indeed data and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast ditch the busy work use indeed for scheduling screening and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. If you're a basketball junkie, then you know there's no better time of year than the NBA playoffs. Twice a week, J.J. Redick is cooking on his podcast, The Old Man and the Three. He has guys come on in all stages of their careers to talk about the league and share stories you won't hear anywhere else, including Devin Booker on why he talks so much trash, Ray Allen's epic free throw competitions with LeBron in Miami, and the moment Tyrese Halliburton knew Pascal Siakam would be a good fit in Indy. In addition to player interviews, every Monday, J.J. breaks down the top three things happening around the NBA with unmatched analysis. Analysis, not outlandish takes, and is often joined by masterminds of the game like Tim Legler to dive deep on rookie reports, trade breakdowns, and why is mean mugging now a tech? You won't find another outlet that covers the game as comprehensively and with such insight as JJ does it on The Old Man and the Three. Make this your companion podcast during the playoffs. Listen to The Old Man and the Three ad-free on Wondery Plus or wherever you get your podcasts. To me, I guess, like I, we said this a little earlier, but my overarching take is 
They may talk to timeline. Joe Lacob may seem like he is more interested in his kids than, uh, you know, the core. But when push comes to shove, they showed us where their priorities are. At least in this move. Yeah. This is a good time. to. We need to break this down. We need to talk about this. So this is a good time (laughs) to talk about it. Do you think that, do you think that Joe Lacob finally said, Hey, this we've we just gotta let this go. Cause I, I I have I personally have no idea and I find it a little hard to believe that Joe Lake finally gave it up. But again, they did. That's why he's gone. Um what do you, do think? you think happened? Yeah, exactly. I was gonna ask you, what do you think happened? No, you, I... you what do you think happened? You think Steph walked in there? We got some comments in here. Somebody said Steph walked in the front office and said, Hey, get get this guy off my roster. Like, I'm sure that's not what happened, but like what happened? I think Steph did walk in there. I think Steph walked in there and said, you don't want me going public with everything I know. No, I'm, just kidding. Um, I'm just kidding, guys. I do think the core put leverage on him. I think Steve Kerr put leverage on him. I put At this point, I think Steve Kerr is the core. Like When I think of the core, I think Steph, I think Clay, I think Draymond, I think Steve Kerr, um, I think Iguodala, and I think those guys felt like they needed another guy they could count on and I think they put pressure on Bob to get it done. Do I think that they, you know, got into a yelling match with Joe Lacob? No. I think I think they went to Bob and they said, this kid can't play for us. Um, these Multiple of these kids can't play for us. I'm sure they'll be good players long term. But come on, man, we're trying to repeat. We're trying to go for number five. Can't do it all. We you you try to do it all, you can't do it all. If it costs us one of them, so be it. But ha, you know we've given a lot to this franchise, and I think that's the correct perspective to have on it. As long as they are able to compete for titles, you got to support them within reason at minimum. And if that means letting go of a player here or there who you think might be good for you in three years, then so be it. You know. And this was an extremely reasonable trade. Uh, it, it wasn't a. It wasn't a, hey, let's discard this guy. It was, we just saw Wiseman's going to go to Detroit for a GM that likes him, wanted him in the draft. He's going to start. He's going to get minutes. Uh, he's now in a good situation. I think you and I probably would have disagreed a few years ago because everyone thought, that, hey, you're going to the Golden State Warriors. You're in a perfect situation. Things are going to be, things are going to go well for you. You're in the right environment to flourish. And I think that's been the complete opposite. And so, now he's in the right place. I don't think there's anything wrong with what the Warriors did. I think them admitting that this is the the way forward makes sense. I'm a little – like, even if James Wiseman succeeds, I don't think that makes the Warriors look bad. This was just never going to work between the two. The Warriors were never going to give him the minutes. They were never going to play a system that enabled his strength. James Wiseman looked like he was never going to be someone that was going to try to become a Walker Kessler. Like his forte is not going to be protecting the rim and rebounding. And I think like that's that's where I think this works out perfectly for both sides. Yeah. Yeah, and I also like not to bag on him, but prodigious talents let you know who they are off the bat. You know what I'm saying? I think he can be a really good player, but I think the idea that they let go of the next AD, um, you would have known that he was on a higher trajectory by year three if he was going to be that guy. You would have known that he was, you know, at this stage, he still hasn't shown one thing he does at an elite level. Let's look at um, someone like Evan Mobley who's honestly still kind of a project on offense, but Evan Mobley displayed very quickly, you know, all NBA defensive ability enough so that you want to still ride with him a little bit. Wiseman in year three, it's just little, little clips, but nothing that jumps out at you. Like, Oh, this guy's going to be, you know, uh, 30 point per game score. This guy's going to be an elite (laughs) rim protector, like any of those things. He's still just like, you know, and so you always hate to give up on potential, but again, gotta be realistic with it a little bit. Um, 
I think both sides get out well here. I think both sides deserve kind of to move away from each other. Um, I think this is what the this is what was best for both sides, and um, I can't I can't really say I can't really say that Wiseman had a good career as a Golden State Warrior. I, I actually kind of feel bad for him, Sam. I kind of feel bad for the kid. Um, he's had a rough go of it for the first three seasons of his career, and uh, I hope that he ends up. Figuring it out in Detroit. I don't know how they're going to do it. They have a bunch of bigs too. <laughs> Funny enough, they it have is, someone named Bagley, Marvin Bagley, who kind of is like James Wiseman. So I don't really know what Detroit doing, uh, but they're going to give him minutes. You, know? you got our guy Beef Stew, who uh, back going back to high school has made a point out of uh, uh, taking offense that James Wiseman is always ranked ahead of him. Um, hey, maybe maybe they get one Bignana. Throw another big in there, but but <laughs> Jesus Christ. Okay, it is, I mean, look, man, if they get one Bidyama, it is what it is. You deal with it, you know. All those other bigs can get traded to other teams. Facts. Um uh, uh we got a couple super chats to get to, then we're gonna keep moving because yeah. we got a lot of we got a lot of stuff to get to today. Our guy, awesome. Our national nightmare is over. Major issues still persist. Size, too many guards, buyout big is needed. I feel neutral. They still have five useless roster spots. Horrible asset management. One thing in here that I think is interesting is I meant to ask you this. Do you think they have, because like the guards are what they are, you know, like Steph, Poole, GP, Dante, Clay, although, you know, Kerr's try to rebrand Clay as a stretch four. <laughs> you know, like they are guard heavy. Do you think they have enough? size to get through the playoffs or are you still looking at them needing one more guy or 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 can like Kuminga and Jamichael give them enough I think god it's like so deep into the season I think you can make an argument that this is enough I think I think you can make an argument that Kuminga playing probably downshifts a little bit to the four maybe even small ball five is enough Jamichael Green's been playing a little better there is one name because names don't these other names that are getting about Serge Ibaka, Dwayne Dedman, like, ugh, ugh, like that's gross. Like Will Barton, eh, the Warriors don't need someone like that. And so like these don't move me. And I know that Kobe Altman came out and said Kevin Love won't be bought out. But if he does get bought out, that's the name. That's the guy I want. Sam, he can pass, he can rebound a little bit, super smart, and he can shoot. Perfect guy, perfect big to play. Bielitsa last year with like a with. A little better, basically. Yeah, at this stage of his career, right? Yep. And I think that's it's. You're not. He's not guarding. He's not guarding Damian Lillard. Like he's coming off the bench. He's playing five minutes in the second quarter. He's keeping you afloat. He's making a three. Twelve. Twelve minutes. Twelve minutes a game. Exactly. Um, keeping loonies back from breaking. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Um, we got a list here of potential buyout guys. I'm just gonna read through it real quick. John Wall, no. Westbrook, no. Derrick Rose, no. Alec Burks, no. Patrick Beverly, no. Terrence Ross. I mean, basically, you can chop off every guard. Um, if Nerlens Noel gets bought out, okay, he's not a system fit, but he is a big who's probably better than Jamichael Green. Um, Kevin Love, I think I agree with you. He's probably the best option. What about someone like a Serge Ibaka or a Dwayne Dedman? Yeah, those guys seem like they're done. Like they look like they can't even play basketball anymore. Can they even run up and down the court? I have no idea. That's my thing. Yeah, Serge Ibaka like would be a good name, but I mean, I, saw, I think I saw Danny Green out there. The, the comments are saying Dario Saric. What do you think about what do you think about Dario Saric? He seems like someone that's I don't not hate- past his prime. Seems like he's ready to play. He's definitely not past his prime. He's small, but you know the Warriors will play him at five. He he's not that much smaller than Biel, than Bielitz. I don't know. Why I'm like talking about like he's like he, he might be like a half inch shorter. Um, but yeah, another like you know maybe eight to ten minutes, maybe fifteen if you're going against a team who doesn't have like a pick and roll guard. You know, right. like like are you worried about Jason Tatum, sauteing Dario Saric? No, you're worried about like you're worried about if you go against like the Grizzlies with John Morant or like um, Kyrie putting those guys on an island, you know? So if you play those guys, you, you, you know, maybe they play less. Um, I actually, I actually do like Sarge a lot. Feels like he's probably going to want more minutes. Feels like he, he's not all the way at the end of his career. I actually think the Warriors can make a case to buy out bigs. There's minutes to be had. 
Um, they have a hard time making a case to buy out guards. There's yeah, yeah, yeah. But if you're no, no, if you're no. Dario Saric, it, Steve can tell you, you know, 15 minutes a game, it's here for you. You know. Um. All right, we got another question here from Ben Gordon. Not that Ben Gordon, but you know, okay, maybe, maybe, maybe could be. Yeah, you can't see his picture. Missed the biggest thing. GP two is the most Warriors dude, and the guys got their boy back. How happy do you think Steph and Draymond were with GP two? They like just like vibes wise. I think that when they walked in that office and told Lacob that they had to trade Wiseman, they also said, "You're going to get me GP two back." Feels like that went. That's what went down. <laughs> Feels like that's when what that's what's went down in that office. So, um, ironically, they were the ones that wanted Avery Bradley over GP two last season. Right. So like, let's not act like these players know exactly what's going on over there, but we know that GP two is the best defender, elite wing defender in the, in the NBA. So man, Draymond's probably looking, I think Draymond's probably the happiest because Draymond, it feels like has been the one out there this season on an Island and having to defend by himself. And Draymond doesn't have the juice anymore to defend by himself every single game. He just doesn't. You can see quarter, quarter. He'll have awful second quarters and stuff like that. So I'm envisioning lineups of GP2, Wiggins, Kaminga, and, and Draymond out there. And I'm just like, oh, my God. They might not score, but I mean, can yeah. you? George Poole, maybe throw Poole out there, right? Maybe he's the fifth guy, right? Maybe you take Wiggins out, put DiVincenzo out there. It's just, oh, I can't wait. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. I think it's time. I think we need to, uh, oh, yeah. to give James Wiseman a little tribute. You know, um, the Wiseman era never truly got going, but always had a special place in our heart. Oh, my. And we're going to miss him. He was supposed to be the man, to, to be the face of the franchise after Steph Curry. Joey. Joey had a seven foot one Wiseman poster in the house. You think Lake up singing that to Wiseman? We belong together. Per sources, the seven foot one poster of Wiseman he had in his house was Wiseman in the Cartman hoodie. I'm gonna miss the Cartman hoodie. <laughs> forever. That's definitely what Joe said. Say it never does. Oh man. Do you remember spending all la- last year waiting for him to ramp up? Ramping up. Do you remember him grabbing the ball in Detroit, taking two steps from half court and dunking it? Oh, that was Giannis. That was Giannis against the Nets. He came out and had 20 points. I mean, he was shooting threes. Remember, he would shoot threes. Rather be dead. That's how Joe feels at all oh, times. Man. I thought he, if he was the one, we were putting Steph in the trade machine because we found we found Giannis meets AD meets KD all in one player. At the end of the ramp. SoundCloud rap songs. Uh, get the bag, get the bag, get the bag. Uh, yeah, podcast. Said he was crying during the ramp. Said he would cry. 
feel like we didn't get to know James Earl. Oh, how do we forget? He was speaking Mandarin outside Chase Center a week after he was drafted. With Nico Mannion. The new, the new age warriors. We're, we're so ready for it. We were ready for the next era, and then Steph and Draymond had to, you know, be like, "No, our time is not up." Sorry, guys. And who can forget? Like he played forty-eight minutes with the trophy, sitting there like Kobe Bryant after the two thousand NBA Finals, doing his Michael Jordan pose. You know. Uh, oh, there's another memory I got for you. So I, I did the good memories. He showed a lot of potential. Remember earlier this season, posting up when Steph was trying to have him run a pick and roll. You know what I mean? They remember that? Looked like looked like uh, our guy Thomas Bryant the other yeah, night. I was gonna say he was doing a tribute. Steph Steph saw the picture the same way LeBron saw the picture and said trade. <laughs> I don't think they dislike the kid. They just <laughs> not. Of course couldn't, not. It just couldn't be. Couldn't no. What just couldn't be done. Oh, Big Jim. Long cute. Yeah, we'll miss Big Jim. We'll miss Big Jim. That is it. <laughs> We're ready to move on. Oh. oh, what a uh, what an era. We're on to a new era here. <laughs> you know. As we close out the James Wiseman segment, the crazy part of the second timeline, because it, it this does feel like a um, demarcation point or it feels like the end of something. The Warriors still have Jordan Poole, Jonathan Kaminga, Patrick Baldwin, and Ryan Rollins on the roster. Those are four guys under the age of 24 on the roster. They only got – they only traded one guy. It just felt Two like timelines so much still here. Still here. Also, we, still multiple timelines. We're good, guys. <laughs> We're good. Oh, man. Should we get to the voicemails? We got a lot of calls. Let's go. Let's go. Let's roll. Let's go. Roll Let's to the go. goons. Goon time. All right. I'll 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 play it off. Um, let's... I am so happy Wiseman's gone. <laughs> this, this day could not have gone any better. I'm mostly actually just thankful that, you know, I don't have to hear his name on the broadcast anymore. Like, I, we never have to hear Fitz talk about Wiseman. I mean, maybe he might, especially if, like, the centers are doing really bad or something. But, fuck, man. This feels great. I don't, I'm, it's, it's, I don't have to listen to all this propaganda anymore. I don't have to listen to this state television network anymore telling me that Wiseman is the answer. You know, I don't have to hear all this fake praise and... It just it's really refreshing. I mean, if we suck, we suck. But as long as I'm about to hear that, I'm I'm good. I I can watch these games now. Thanks, Why has been affected that shot? Oh God, I'm gonna miss that Fitz voice. Missing a shit. certain seven foot four center. Missing a certain certain seven foot center. I don't think we've put enough into the voice inflection. <laughs> like it, it was practice. Like he's a he's a trained pro. And he was out there with the intention of letting you know that Wiseman was better than he was. He he thought he could convince the masses. Very powerful. Talk about bad faith, by the way. That's what that was. And yeah. again, people kill us all the time for shitting on James Wiseman. Do you know what annoys us most about Fitz talking about James Wiseman? Fitz gassing yes. us and lying to us about James Wiseman. Just call the game, dude. Just call the game. You do that. Like he does that when uh, when Steph misses a shot, he calls him out. He yeah. does that when Clay does that, he calls him out. Jordan Poole calls him out. Just do the same thing for everyone. Hey, I just did the inflection. Just... <laughs> All right, what's good, fellas? It's Izzo. Um, man, crazy day today. Uh, I, I do got to say that um, I'm glad GP two is back, um, and I'm also glad that uh, the front office. I uh, did not choose to double down on their mistake. I'm not saying Wiseman is not going to be a good or great player, but he just wasn't a fit with us. Um, and uh, what this tells me is that um, there's there's a uh, there's some folks in the front office, you know, who, who may be a little more humble than we expected, um, and they uh, they uh, they know what they're doing. And so my question and maybe my hot take is, uh, 
I think the future is a little bit brighter today, not just the present. Um, and the reason being, um, you know, we've got JP and Kaminga, and we've got an organization that's willing to um, swallow their pride and, and uh, get to the right decision. I love that call, Izzo. I think he actually hit at something you and I didn't talk about. Having the hubris to admit when it's time to pivot is the sign of a strong organization. You're not going to hit every decision right. Like I think on aggregate, they've drafted pretty well. I feel good about the Kuminga pick. I feel good about the Baldwin pick. Pat, um, Jordan Poole's a home run. In general, they've done well, but no one bats a 1,000. No and what matters is they're willing to call it what it is Facts. and move forward. So shout out to the front office. Give them credit where credit's due. Yep, and that means they might do that for the future. Same thing. means they may change their mind. Yeah, for sure. Um, let's get to the next one. I'm coming home. I'm coming home. Tell the world that Gary's coming home. <laughs> He's back, guys. And Big Jim is gone. I mean, oh, happy, happy day. What a beautiful trade deadline. And you know what? I just like that. I mean, honestly, terrible trade deadline. Where's the OGN and OB? Where's our big move? We have five guards. Kerr's going to be running a five-guard lineup in, in May. Like, overall, not very successful. But we did turn a player who was useless and provided no value to the team and was occupying a roster spot into a player that we know can show up, be very helpful, defend that point of attack incredibly, better than anybody in the league, and his big game, like, dog mentality. But Ultimately, Wiseman could have been traded in the summer for, you know, a couple second-round picks, maybe even like a yeah. first-round pick, uh, a, you know, a deep future first-round pick. And we could have just paid Gary the money that he's getting now, saved actually more money on the taxes this season, and then obviously didn't have this fear for next year. Instead, we got here. But what's nice right now is that everybody that was called crazy, everybody that, that, that was dealing with the late years community trying to gaslight us into acting like we were insane people for saying that James Wiseman was a bust and not a good player. We have been vindicated today. And if anything, above all else, I'm grateful for that. Best. Mikas, I appreciate the call. And I think it's worth calling out. We're all too online <laughs> because it's not just about them getting it right. It's about feeling like you're not crazy with all those people in your mentions. You guys, you guys don't even want to know. <laughs> and it's about also knowing that Joe Lacob's not crazy. He's not crazy. Joe could have vetoed the trade, you know. All right, next one. Big Joe, I'm getting a Lacob jersey. No, Going to help him pay, pay that luxury tax. Oh, my God. Hey, fellas, what a fucking day. I am so stoked that Wiseman was finally punted. Question for you guys. Who out of Samalagich and Wiseman did Lakers have to come to closer grips to actually getting rid of? And secondly, how do you think they match up against the Suns and the Dallas Mavericks going forward? Love it. Um, probably Wiseman. Wiseman. He's a higher, he's a higher pick. Wiseman. <laughs> Wiseman. By the way, you see Smiley showing out? Oh, Euro League looks like he got a little stronger, like a little bigger. He added some muscle. Good for him. I mean, I, out of principle, I retweet every smile each highlight anyone sends Good me. Good for you. Like, literally, I I get people from Serbia DMing me. You see this from Smile each, and I'm like, you know how to get to my heart. <laughs> Automatic retweet. The smiley um, stuff always felt like it was kind of like, um, you know, it's it's like the you know you know how when you play. You know, you play you play basketball, club bar, whatever. It's like the, the bench warmer comes in. Everybody just cheers when he scores a layup or something. The, the you know what I mean? I've been that guy. The stakes aren't as high. Yeah, yeah. Wiseman is like, bro, we're three and seven, and uh, we're ten. And you took number two overall in the what draft. The fuck yeah. are we doing? Um, on the second question, quick, quick contender question with the Mavs and Suns. What do you think? I was going to ask you first. I'll go. Um, yeah, I, I'm. Not positive I trust either of those teams in the short term. I do think Phoenix could be terrifying with an offseason. Like, I like the idea of KD and Devin Booker. Um, but, like, their best wing defenders, Damian Lee or Josh Kogi. You know what I'm saying? Oh, Josh Kogi. Forgot about him. Um, exactly. So do the Suns. Uh, 
Uh, and and you, you know I'm Damian Lee's biggest fan, but that's like a lot to put on that guy right now. Like it, they, I don't know, Katie's, Katie's Katie, so I'm not going to like outright dismiss them, but they feel like they need a couple of role players to have a better roster. Otherwise, they, they feel like a team where everyone's going to be like, oh, yeah, but wait until they figure it out in the summer. And then Dallas, I mean, they – they won't figure it out in the summer. Like, just it's so hard to. Here's I mean, my thing, dude. I will say this: Devin yeah. Booker's a little. I mean, he lives in reality, unlike his uh, Katie's last. <laughs> <laughs> Here's the thing: just off principle, off principle, I would if it's not the Warriors win the championship, I would like to see the Denver Nuggets win. Off principle, I would like to see the Boston Celtics win. Either of those two teams. Maybe Milwaukee Bucks, maybe not, because I, I like uh, I like just off the sake of, of for Steph. But you just can't cheat the process of getting together as a team. You can't just throw shit at the wall and just say this is a championship. I get it. You know what I mean? I get you want to get everything in your power to put KD on your team, but I just don't think you can. I just don't think that's how basketball works. It's not definitely not how football works. Maybe it's how baseball works, <laughs> but it's definitely not how basketball works. You cannot just do that. Book hasn't played in months. Chris Paul's in and out of the lineup. He's old. And, and DeAndre, Katie, we don't even know when Katie's come back. Come so back. it'll be like 20 games. Suns um, lost the night again, right? They lost the night again. Again, They don't have anybody in the lineup. So it's – you can't just say 15 games to go, 18 games to go with guys on injury uh, rest management and just say, we're going to turn it up. Like that's just – like, the Nuggets have been doing it all season. Like, the Warriors, you can give them a little bit of a – you can cut on some slack. You're like, this team has done it before. I I, just, I, do. I don't think the basketball gods will allow it, Sam. I don't know if that's analysis, though. I don't think the basketball gods will allow it. I, I, from an um, emotional standpoint, actually, both. Uh, emotionally, I agree with you. Like, if a team other than the Warriors are going to win the title – I would prefer it be Denver, Milwaukee, one of the teams who stay together and are true to a process. Yeah, yeah. You know, like like I, I can I can live with the Warriors losing to a team who does stuff quote unquote the right way. Like because they're at least trying to be a team. Um, but then also like intelligently, like look, man, how many games are the Suns, the Mavericks, throw the Lakers in there, really gonna get with pieces that we don't know if they fit. We don't know if they have enough defense to figure it out. Like, yeah, they'll be dangerous because they have high end talent, but it's, it just, it does feel like a situation where like, if they go against a good team in a seven game series, that that good team should be able to figure out and expose, you know, the, the flaws that naturally a team who's played 25 games together has. But here's the thing about here's the thing about the Western Conference. You've got four teams that are like that. You've got the Suns, the Mavs, the Clippers, and the Lakers. You've got four teams that are like that. So you're yeah. talking about half the field is going to be, hey, we've only played 20 games together. Then you've got the Warriors, the Nuggets, and the Grizz who have all played together. And then, I don't know, maybe you get the Kings in there, the Blazers, the Wolves, whatever. The team, team that probably doesn't matter. But you've got, all of a sudden you've got four teams that have never played together. So, I mean, I want to see a Suns in the Mavs. Seriously. It's true. I need it. I need it. Clips and whoever I don't know the clips are weird. What did they do today? Eric Gordon and Bones Highland. I don't. I also, by the way, throw them in the cheat the process thing. Oh. Kawhi's not playing tomorrow. Like Giannis comes to LA, was kind of hyped to see Giannis play against LeBron, and then Kawhi, yeah. not going to happen. And that's a fundamental like annoyance I have with the NBA. Like What's say what NBA? you want. Like yeah. Steph shouldn't have played for Denver, but I'll never get mad at him for playing. And not cheating the game, um, just like it, it. Just I feel like you know, like you said, the basketball gods, karma's karma. So, anyway, next call. Hey guys, it's Ebony. Um, so basically, the Warriors traded Wiseman for GP two, a little bit of good defense. Well, not a little bit. He's he's pretty there we, for there we and uh, good vibes. Uh, if nothing else, the Warriors got some good vibes in the trade market. Um, does and my question is, does this make it more likely that they'll convert Lamb to an actual contract instead of Ty Jerome? 
because they won't have like, you know, another big, um, you know, with letting Wiseman go. That's kind of my biggest question. Like, who do they convert if they do, considering that they let Wiseman go? Uh, Ebony, always appreciate the call. So I'll, let me tell you my opinion first, Andy. I didn't think they were going to convert Ty Jerome anyway for the exact reason she laid out. GP2 just makes it worse. I do think Ty Jerome will be on the roster next year for the Warriors. I think they're probably going to lose Dante. And look, dude, Ty can play. And he could play Warrior basketball. Like that is a that is just a good squad player to have um, in general. Uh, so that's where I'm at with it. Anthony Lamb, we'll see. Maybe if they get a, I think they're saving his game count right now. Have you noticed that? Yeah. I'm, oh, I, trust me, I've noticed. Street clothes. <laughs> it's a beautiful sight. Beautiful sight. <laughs> Lamb is street clothes. I think they want to. Uh, I think they want to see uh, who who they get in the buyout before they go down that road. I agree. I agree. I mean, there's only one spot left unless they cut what? Ryan Roll and cut Ryan Rollins. I don't know. Like Andre's not yeah, going not anywhere. Happening. So yeah. So there's only one spot left. They've saved it. Sam and Andy light years. What happening guys? We back week to the chip. Don't worry about it. GP two all day. Best move Bob could have made. This cat's out here playing chess. Save some money in the summer. Let Wiseman go have a career somewhere else. Inject some much-needed juice for morale. Bro, and our defense just went through the roof. We back. Let's get it. We didn't We didn't talk about it, but that's back-to-back calls about the vibes. I do think that's a real thing. I do think Steph and Draymond are excited to have GP2 back. And I think that's going to um, – oh, man. You play sports, you work with people that like interpersonal, like that might be the thing that just gets everyone to like lock in a little more and get a little more pep in their step. It's not that like he is a good player and he does do great things, but sometimes you just need like, you need that little straw to get everyone going. We've been talking about it all season. The vibes have been bad all season and they've needed, they've needed an energy boost. Punch. Yeah. (laughs) They need another punch to counteract that punch. So. This this is as good as it gets in terms of like a vibe trade, you know what I mean? Like yeah. this is it's a known commodity. Vets love him, known playoff performer. You know what I mean? Like even if OG friend came, of the like, show, friend of the show. Like even if OG came, it's like would he have been? Like we don't know. It still would have been hypothetical. And the thing, my thing with GP too is like the more I think about it, the more I'm like, do we think good as it gets? Do we think GP is gonna dunk on AD and then just tap his head on Saturday? Oh just like God. let everyone know he's back. I'm back. By the way, can I say I've gotten a lot of mentions about this, and now, now I sound like sound like TK or something. The Warriors could have just gotten Dante also it, with GP2. They could have just signed GP2. It was not one or the other. They'd have to trade Wiseman, but they could have just signed GP2. Yeah. They used and, their mid-level to get Dante. They had the early bird rights on GP2, so they're not the same. Yeah, they probably wouldn't have done it because it's like, well, two guards, like two small guards. Like that was the reason that they probably wouldn't have done it. But like in technically they could have. And now I'm so freaking excited to see GP2 and Dante on the floor at the same time. You don't like it's a lot of vibes. It's a lot. When was the last time the Warriors had two smaller ish guards like that off the bench? Never. Smile. Just good. Like we're going to enjoy watching this Warriors basketball team. They're going to be a little small. But they're gonna be scrappy. They're gonna have a little we believe vibe to them. Um, oh man, it's gonna be fun, man. It, it's just it's they have players I want to root for. I'll put it that way. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. It's just Steph, get healthy. So I'm messing around, man. Get healthy. I'll be back. For Sam sources. <laughs> hey guys, uh, this is uh, Nate. People on Twitter know me as Nate Mosby. Oh um, boy, today was a great, nice, day. great day. We finally <laughs> lost the distraction. We brought back a guy who never, ever, ever should have left. And I feel like now we can just focus on just the season and playing basketball and trying to win games. And I'm so happy about that. I wish that we had somebody that was replacing Otto Porter still. We're going to be a small team, but I have faith again in the roster. Go Dubs. Today's a great day, and I think we should just all 
after how stressful the season is, so I'll just take a day to be happy about what happened. Thanks, y'all. Have a good night. Subdued. I yeah, was I thinking he was going to be a little crazier. I thought he'd be screaming or something. Maybe that's nah. Jim Park instead. Maybe that's old Jimmy. Shout out, shout yeah. out, front of the show, Jim. Um, <laughs> but not to be confused with the big Jim. Um, I think I agree with Nate on a, on a high level here. Um, look, man, who doesn't love GP two? Uh, I don't care what you think of Wiseman. Uh, it's it's go time. Twenty five games left in the season. Sorry, God, 27, dude, really 27 games five? left in the season. I mean, same thing. <laughs> anyway, wow. what I was going to say, it's time to uh, time to go for it. You brought back a guy who helped you win a title last year. Let's have some fun. Kind of feels like a Giants-y type of move. Feels like the San Francisco Giants. It, it kind, yeah, a little bit. You you <laughs> agreed pretty quickly. You <laughs> knew. Yeah, let's, get the, let's get the Panda hats out. That's right. <laughs> let's get Pablo back again. You know what I mean? He signed with the Red Sox, paid him too Let's, much. Uh, one more, t- one more time. One more, and it time. worked. It worked. Pablo came back, won a title, I think, um, in twenty fourteen. He wasn't very good, but they won one. So. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, I think he left after that. Uh, but anyway, Pablo, Pablo wasn't good. GP two is actually actually good. You know, oh, well, Pablo came back. It wasn't good. I, I think. GP2 imagine, imagine if GP two got out of out of shape like Pablo. If I had no chance. <laughs> hey, can we? Can we? GP two loves the Warriors, and I think that's pretty cool. I think that's really cool. Um, you don't get anybody in sports that that is like that anymore. I think the Warriors are a sentimental team. I think that's pretty cool. Because it's like, dude, when was the last time KD played for the Warriors? It feels like it's been like 20 years since he's played. Like, do we do we remember when KD played with Oklahoma City? I'm not even sure. Oh, this, 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 this reminds me. Will Bob cry at the GP2 oh, press conference? Well, we, yeah. Two reasons. <laughs> no, no, no. Two reasons. One, one, it's going to be. How do we do? Like he's gonna do he's gonna do I the just, song and dance for hope, James. I just hope Jim. Yes, I just hope Jim finds happiness. That's exactly what he'll do. Like he's gonna sit there, and that's the first thing he'll do. He'll say Jim's a great guy, like he deserves it, right? He'll choke up a little bit, and then he's gonna talk about GP coming back, and you know, uh, is is it gonna be like the KD press conference, or just like hey, you guys are so unfair to him? I'm I'm the president of basketball. If you're gonna blame someone, blame me. <laughs> Play me. God, Bob is top tier, man. That guy is top tier. The the resign, mechanism. Resign him, resign him Joey. Resign. You just you just save some money. Just get it done. Get it done. Think about what he had to do. He had to he had to trade wise. He had to find a spot for Wiseman first, right? He found Detroit, but then he couldn't just make that trade one on one because it wouldn't work. He had to find another destination to get picks. Is, is it, and route GP2 back to him with those picks. So it was like a four-way kind of thing, but it wasn't a four-way trade. There wasn't four teams at once, right? But he had to kind of like route it. And just good old Bob, man. Good old Bob. The fact that he still has a full head of hair with the type of stress that he deals with is impressive. I mean, yeah, we, we, we got to, you know what? It's time. Time to show Bob some more love here. <laughs> run it back. Run it back. <laughs> He's done look at that hair, man. Just look at the hair. Why is he looking up like that? He's done miracles on me. <laughs> Just look at that hair. He's done miracles <laughs> on me. This is you and me when we think our company's about to go under. He's done miracles on me. <laughs> he's, texting, he's texting Danny Ainge. Well, Danny Ainge is texting him. <laughs> <laughs> the best. One last voicemail. Oh, my Lord. It is trade deadline day. James Wiseman is gone, and Gary Payton is back. Woo! I'm too excited. I just scared my dog. Anyway, I'm just <laughs> – this is Dylan Black. I am so excited about this. I, I know you guys are, too, to uh, get Gary back in the fold. Obviously, we were all hoping for maybe an OG deal or something, you know, if we were crazy, but this is better than anything I could have expected. Just, uh, and it saves us $7 million in luxury tax, which you know Joe Lake is excited about as much as he's sad that he chose. That's right, my man. That's right. Um, let's end on this. Hmm. I've, I think I've actually – I think the calls have got me full circle. While OG would have been fun and I can make a basketball argument, that's the move. I think it's a little more fun getting GP back. It's a little more fun getting the band back together. Um, lean into being the underdog. Lean into just – it reminds me of everything I think of going to Warriors games, growing up, going to Warriors games. I'm, so I'm, I'm 
now I'm excited. Can they just play tonight? <laughs> they got to wait till Saturday, which is the sucky part, which they'll go against the Lakers. So I think it's a good way to cap it off. Uh, the vibes are back. The vibes are good. The Warriors make the right decision. They, they realize that they made a mistake. They corrected it. James Wiseman is also in a better place. They didn't they didn't screw him. They, they put him in a better place, and they bring back someone that, you know, not only are the vibes good, they sorely need it. So, Sam, I think we're all, all ready to go, man. This is this has been a very, very good trade deadline for the Golden State Warriors. We are back, guys. Appreciate everyone. Subscribe. Rate. Spring is in the air at Littleton Coin Company, and we want to help you brighten your collection. Visit us at littletoncoin.com all month long to enjoy 15% off your purchase. With a wide selection of coins, paper money, supplies, and more, Littleton Coin Company has something for every collector's taste. Use promo code SPRING at littletoncoin.com for 15% off your purchase all month long. Restrictions apply. Littleton Coin Company. Serving collectors since 1945.